Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome in to the Fog.net podcast. My name is Michael Swain, and I'm the Kansas beat writer for 24-7 Sports. We have a bit of an emergency podcast episode for you here this weekend. KU is starting to build some momentum in the class of 2023, picking up its second commitment of the class this Saturday, getting a pledge from Siraz Buncombe, a three-star athlete who KU recruited as a wide receiver out of the San Diego area. We're going to start off talking about both the first two commits, Taylor Davis out of Texas and then Siraz Buncombe. And then we will run an interview that we recorded with Siraz earlier this week. Um, He committed uh, last weekend and moved up his visit to this weekend. And so we recorded a a quick little 15-minute interview during the week so that you all can kind of get to know him a little bit better. Uh, And I thought that his thought process and the way that he went about the recruiting process with KU was super interesting. Um, clearly a big fan of KU and what the staff is doing. So wanted to do more of a, a long form podcast rather than a short written kind of article, but you can find all sorts of that analysis and written articles on fog.net covering all of the recruiting information coming out of the weekend. Obviously KU is in the middle of a big recruiting weekend, kind of the first legit recruiting weekend that KU's had this cycle and they'll have, uh, you know, a few guys on campus this weekend, a few more on campus next weekend as well. And so we'll see how many commitments KU is able to get here as June unfolds. But starting off with Taylor Davis, who committed to KU during the week and was KU's first verbal commitment that went public in the class of 2023. And I think for KU, it's a really good start to the class. I think you look at the offer list for Taylor Davis, you know, started off early, got some early offers, right? Arizona, Arizona State both offered, got an SEC offer from Tennessee as well. The offers were there. And I think as things progressed, uh, the KU coaching staff did a great job building a relationship with him. Jonathan Wallace leading the charge, Brian Borland, the safeties coach and defensive coordinator, um, also chipping in and putting in a lot of effort with him. I think you can tell sometimes how interested KU is in a player by how often they go and visit them. And KU used all of its available evaluations for Taylor Davis to go down this spring. Jonathan Wallace went down multiple times. Brian Borland went down. They both went down together at one point. And I think that really communicates to a recruit that KU or a prospective coaching staff is very interested. And KU really prioritized him and made him feel at home. And I think to me, the thing that maybe stood out most about the decision and the decision-making process was the fact that Davis felt comfortable committing without taking that kind of crucial official visit. He took an unofficial visit in March, 
was there for that Texas basketball game. Um, and I think that that kind of started to plant the seeds that, hey, this could be a place for me. That's something that he talked about with me, at least, was that kind of in that moment when he got to see KU for the first time, he kind of felt like this could be a place where I could call home for you know three, four, five years, depending on how things play out. And talking to him, his parents were on board with it. They were cool with him committing before the official visit. So he will take his official visit next weekend, June 17th, 18th, and 19th. And I think if you look at his skill set, it fits what KU looks for at safety. I think if you want to play him closer to the line of scrimmage, you definitely can. He's got that physical element to his game. You can look at the tackle numbers from his junior season, right, where he finishes the season with 87 tackles, two tackles for loss, a sack. He had four interceptions, two interceptions taken back for a touchdown. A very versatile player who I think depending on how his body fills out could play really far back and play kind of like a, a high safety or could move closer to the box like a, a Kenny Logan. And I think for KU, the ability to develop him over multiple years will be really important. And if you're into the rankings, you can look at him and being a you know borderline top 50. You know He's number 64 in terms of safety ranking nationally in the 24-7 sports rankings. And then the number 121 ranked player in the state of Texas. Obviously, Texas, one of the deepest states in terms of talent. So you can't really complain about you know the, the number of talented players there are in that state. So I think overall for KU, really strong start to the class, really high character individual, someone that coaches rave about. And I think that getting to talk to him, you can certainly see that he is all in on going to KU. Talked about academics being an important part. And it seems like a good start to the class. And then you've got someone like Buncombe, who, in terms of the athletic profile, has what you want in a wide receiver. Six foot four, long arms. He did track this year for the first time, ran a sub 11, um, a sub 11 second 100 meters. Uh, it was a 10 6 8, I believe, was his fastest time, which is really good, especially considering the fact that he is a, a taller wide receiver. So he's someone that you can think, you know, playing on the outside not necessarily a slot guy, but could play on the outside, would bring some athleticism, some physicality out there. And he's another one that has some impressive offers on that offer list, right? I think you look academically at a school like Duke, shows, hey, this, this is someone that cares about school. But then you also have a program like Oregon, which offered. And then you got another high-level uh, G5 and future Big 12 program in BYU. You know, Kansas State offered him as well. And so did Pittsburgh. So multiple power five offers, someone that I think is another really good addition to the class. And again, another high character individual. And I think you're talking to some of these guys that, that KU is recruiting. That's really come through that. These are a lot of guys that are kind of leaders of their high school football teams, really uh, good students. Academics are important to them. And talking to both Buncombe and Davis, both of them mentioned the way that KU talks about its academics and its graduation rate. Both players mentioned that. I think that that equally shows they're interested in the academic side of things in college and also shows that KU is trying to get out there and put out there that they have a really high graduation rate for football players. So I think just interesting things that you pick up on talking to players and talking to the guys that KU is recruiting. So I think overall, you know, a, a wide receiver to start, that's a good way to start on the offensive side and a safety on the defensive side. I think KU will take multiple defensive backs. Be interested to see which wide receivers KU decides to take in addition to Buncombe because there's kind of different styles of wide receivers that you have on campus this weekend with someone like um, Keaton Kubeka out of Austin, who's more of a, a bigger wide receiver. And then you've got someone like Jared Sample out of the Houston area 
who's more of a shifty, um, really fast track time type of guy. So it will be interesting to see, you know, how KU approaches the rest of the wide receiver class. But I think for the broader perspective, good way to start this class and build some momentum. So we'll see as the weekend finishes up on Sunday as they have their final conversations with the coaching staff before returning home. And for some of them, like Calvin Clements, a Lawrence native, or Trey Richardson, a, a Topeka native, it'll be a short trip. For others like Sample and Quebeca, they're going down to Texas again, and Logan Brantley's headed back to Colorado. So we'll see if we get any other immediate decisions, but a good start for KU in the class of 2023 nonetheless, which is kind of Lance Leipold and the coaching staff, their first full cycle in Lawrence. So that's enough of me talking here one-on-one. Let's get into this interview with Siraz Buncombe. And as always, thank you for listening to the Fog.net podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave a rating and review. And we also have a VIP sale going on right now. You can get 60% off on a VIP subscription. Stay in the loop on all things KU football recruiting, KU basketball recruiting. The Bill Self Camp scrimmages are going on right now. I was there in Lawrence on Wednesday for that and wrote um, way too much, about a thousand words on it. Just some thoughts on seeing some of those guys for the first time and Obviously, we'll have a lot of KU football recruiting intel coming out of the weekend as well. So with that, let's dive into this interview with Siraz Bunkum. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices... Well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All righty. I am joined now by KU's newest member of the class of 2023, Siraz Buncombe. Siraz, how are you feeling after the news and, and how's your day been so far? Um, I'm feeling great. I'm uh, very comfortable and um, elated about uh, my decision. So um, my day is going pretty well. Uh, I actually just got a few messages from a uh, receiver coach, Coach Samuel, uh, just now. For sure. I love it. We'll, for, we'll probably dive into that here in just a few minutes. But I guess for you starting off, you know, the decision to commit to Kansas now, um, why was KU kind of the, the place for you? Well, um, you know, as I said before, um, a lot of, like Coach Samuel had relayed to me that I'm the number one guy on his recruiting board. And um, a lot of schools have uh, told me that, but um, not a lot of schools have showed me that. And uh, KU has been uh, pretty consistent throughout since actually before I even had the offer. 
um, of reaching out to me, multiple members of their staff reaching out and uh, kind of showing me that, that I'm the guy that they want. So. Yeah, for sure. And I remember seeing some of that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. even going back into like early January before they had offered. And so for you, let's start with the relationship side of things. You know, who were some of the coaches that you built a relationship with over time? Obviously, Coach Samuel being the wide receivers coach, you being a wide receiver that KU's recruiting. Um, that's got to be a big one. But just in general, you know, who are some of the closest relationships you had with some of the staff members? Um, as you said, definitely uh, Coach Samuel um, led led the charge. Um, Coach Quizzer, Coach um, Q, I call him, um, definitely had a lot of conversations with him. Um, I actually spent about the most time with him and Coach Samuel um, during my unofficial back at the junior day. And um, Coach uh, Rob, uh, the general manager, I spent a lot of time with him um, actually during the Texas um, versus Kansas game, the Big 12 championship mm-hmm. um, senior night. So, yeah, I sat next to him. And um, I'd say uh, and, and, uh, the director of recruiting, Coach uh, Sportskoff, mm-hmm. I'd say they're the four, the four guys I've talked to the most. Um, definitely we're still in contact with the, a, lot of the, a lot of the staff members. Um, like Coach Leopold, um, I was in contact with him uh, via Twitter DMs uh, for a while. So, I said it, it's there's a there's a long list of uh, staff members that continuously reached out. Uh, Coach Coach Necky, the offensive coordinator. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, and I guess let's dive more into the relationship with Coach Samuel. Obviously, he arrived in Lawrence in December. Um, mm-hmm. the first kind of full season is coming up here, but in terms of your conversations, getting to meet him in person when you were there in March for that unofficial visit, um, what are some of the things that stand out about Coach Samuel, and why do you like him as your position coach? Um, definitely the, the type of person he is, um, his personality for sure. Uh, he has high character. Um, he's very honest and transparent. Uh, he's been like that from the get go, from the start of the recruitment up until now, he's, um, he's always kept it 100 with me and, uh, never sold me any lies or anything like that. You know, it's, it's coaches jobs to, to, you know, tell you everything you want to hear, you know, kind of, you know, they sell the school to you, but, um, but he's always, he's always, uh, kept it truthful and honest with me. And um, I like I love his coaching philosophy. Uh, a lot of the things that I, I heard him go through during um, the, the practice, um, I called on to. And uh, we had a position meeting, uh, individual position meeting, and um, that lasted about 10 to 15 minutes. And even within that short time frame, there's there a lot that I took from it. And there is even more that he actually had um, on his Google slide ready to present, but I uh, didn't have enough time to get to that, unfortunately. But um, yeah, definitely I'd say his character, personality, and a uh, coaching philosophy were the, the three main things that I, I took from him. Of course. And walk us through kind of the moment then, you know, when, when you decided to give the coaching staff your commitment, kind of take us into that, that moment and, and what it was like and what their reaction was like. So prior to my commitment, um, I was talking it uh, over with my dad for about like an hour and a half to two hours. We were just, you know, going through the pros and cons. And I was kind of just um, telling him why and why don't choose um, these schools. And um, so I had uh, hit up Coach Samuel on um, iMessage and uh, asked for us to FaceTime. So um, we were on the call and, you know, he had like, you know, just a very regular, you know, stork face throughout like the first 30 minutes of the call. Then I get to saying I'm, I'm ready to commit to Kansas for my exact words. And, yeah, his, his face lit up. <laughs> he was uh, very excited. Um, he was like, if, I, if I'm if i dreaming, don't wake me up now because I don't want to wake up. <laughs> so uh, and then he um, went to get Coach Leopold on the phone with me um, as well. And um, 
So yeah, the, so both him and Coach Leopold were very ecstatic um, over the phone. And then since then, I've been getting messages from like the rest of the staff congratulating me and uh, welcoming me to the Jayhawk family. Definitely. And on the visit side of things, you know, you initially kind of set the visit for later in the month and mm-hmm. you moved it up to be around some of those other kind of priority targets that, that KU yep. has. And so mm-hmm. on that visit, you know, what are you kind of looking forward to seeing and, and kind of it's your second time back on campus. So you'd be a little more familiar with it. But what are you kind of looking forward to here with the official visit that'll be a, a few days? Yeah, as you said, it's my second time on campus. So uh, through the first time, I, I kind of actually learned a lot throughout that uh that one day visit and um, I've done a lot of research myself. Um, so a lot of the answers that I had are already, um, a lot of the, excuse me, a lot of the questions that I had are already answered. So what I'm really just looking for is like, you know, the, I might have some, they might answer some questions that actually weren't questions originally. Um, so they might surprise me with a few things. And uh, I'm just looking forward to, you know, just see more of the area. Um, I spent some time on the unofficial um, going, driving around Lawrence, like downtown Lawrence in a, we had some good food at Joe's Barbecue because <laughs> Hugh had suggested that. So, um, and then I've heard of Johnny's Tavern just recently. Mm-hmm. So I think we're gonna have to check that out next time we're out there. So just just getting a more of a feel of like the terrain and the, the feel of Lawrence a little bit more. Um, definitely like want to just check out like the classroom tours and uh, things like that. So definitely I'd also like to um, talk to an um, academic advisor specifically from the business program since that's my intended major. Yeah. And so you mentioned you leave me kind of the next question there with business, you know, why is that something that is kind of big for you? And what about that kind of interests you the most? Well, um, since I was young, I've always kind of gravitated towards business because um, both my parents um, are business owners themselves. Um, My mom uh, is in cosmetology, so she's owned a hair salon for decades before I was even born. She um, had two beauty salons um, in a beauty supply store open at one point and um, she still actually owns one now to this day and works there. And my um, dad is a property management, property management. Um, he uh, owns property real estate all around like San Diego, St. Louis and in other States and kind of rent those out. So um, kind of always just gravitated towards wanting to be, you know, my own boss with uh, my parents kind of being role models. So. Definitely. And obviously, you know, the first time you were on campus, it seems like it was a, a big visit for you getting to see everything you know i'm curious too getting to watch kind of a a practice that's not something that really get to do very often so what were kind of some of the things that students you getting to watch KU football go through that practice um definitely the position drills um the position drills really set out a lot of the concepts that coach samuel was um was performing um had the receivers doing um i took note of for sure there's like some, some drills i've never seen before but I definitely like them and actually uh, relate those drills over to my coach. Like uh, we should, we should do this uh, for sure. Especially um, there's like uh, screen drills and in, uh, in my offense, we, we run screens a lot as well. So like as far as blocking and fundamentals, he was really teaching fundamentals and technique um, is, which is it's where it all starts, you know? So, um, and then a lot of people take uh, special teams for granted. They don't, they don't really uh, think of special teams, but uh, special teams coach really takes attention to detail Um with the special teams, I mean, it's important because you could very much easily lose the game by one or by three points, and that's simply just a field goal. So, yeah, special teams is definitely important, and uh, they really take that into account, which uh, I've noticed a lot of other teams kind of haven't been uh, that way. So, 
Most definitely. And, you know, also on the official visit or unofficial visit, I should say, you know, getting to see Allen Fieldhouse and that Texas game was, you know, remember that it was a pretty intense kind of atmosphere there at the start with how kind of close things were. But Uh for you, like, what's that experience like getting to see a game at Allen Fieldhouse, kind of getting to see the KU fans in full force there? I guess what sort of impression does that leave on someone like you that's seen KU for the first time? Well, I've never, myself, I've never been to um, a college basketball game nor an NBA game um, at all. So for that to be my first experience, uh, definitely, uh, definitely was a, a big impression. Um, there, It was a great atmosphere. The, I was right next to the student section. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty loud. Um, I believe that game went into double overtime, I believe. I know it went into one overtime. I'm not sure if it went to double. But, um, yeah, the, the crowd and the atmosphere was definitely crazy and um and a lot of the football players I've seen, they, they want to uh, transition that onto the football field. Mm. And, you know, during that unofficial visit, too, I guess, were you able to talk much to any kind of active players? Obviously, you're there at practice. They can't talk to you then. But kind of in the time after any sort of point during that visit, were you able to talk with some players? And if so, what are kind of some of your memories from getting to talk to them? Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to uh, talk to any of the players. As I said, they're during practice is really the only time um, I was able to see them. It was a pretty uh, jam-packed day, you know, like we had the campus tour and all of that. Um, but uh, I've reached out to a few of the, the receivers, uh, myself and the players, and, you know, they kind of uh, give me a, a vibe. They gave me, um, told me the vibe of the, of the building and uh, things like that. So I didn't get to talk to them in person, but I've reached out afterwards, and um, they definitely definitely gave me some uh, advice and some, some things about Kansas. Definitely. And – it sounds like, you know, you've gone out of your way to do some own research. And we talked about that kind of before we hit record that you've gone out of your way to look into KU and, and do kind of your due diligence on your own. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that maybe interest you the most about kind of Kansas and, and some of the things that you saw based on the research that you did? Um, definitely the networking. Uh, they put a, you can tell they put a lot of resources and uh, money into uh, their networking, both like alumni networking and, and uh, student networking. Um they have, I have something here in my notes. Uh, I took a lot of notes on uh, what I've got from the website and from the KU Alumni Association app. Um, something called the Jayhawk Career Network, which is um, a network that gives students and alumni access to career resources, jobs, events, programming, and other connections in every stage of your career. Um, they have something called HireJayhawks.com, which helps connect students and employers like to career services and, and uh, things of that such. And um, I've noticed uh, they have a, a mentoring program and uh, things called KU Bridges, which uh, my brother is very fond of. And um, just noticed things like their um, employment rate six months after graduation uh, is pretty high. It's uh, up there in the 90, 90 percentile. So just things like that. I didn't you know, I didn't notice that in other schools. I, I did the research and it was a lot harder to find. You know, you know I had a big fever um, for those type of answers. But, but KU had it all all laid out. For me, it was just right there. So I definitely took a lot of a lot of notes on that, and um, definitely they're they're networking for sure. Definitely, and I guess let's transition to on the field. We haven't been able to hit on that much yet at all. You know, for KU fans that maybe aren't into grinding on a huddle and, and watching kind of all your highlights, explain to them what KU is getting in you and your abilities as a football player. Um, I believe that they are getting a, a very versatile receiver. Uh, I played both sides of the ball in high school, but um, as I said, I'm recruited from Kansas as a receiver. Um, uh, Coach Samuel describes me as a, a lethal, a lethal weapon. Somebody who's a you know six four, but um, 
you know, a lot of a lot of the taller receivers aren't aren't as um don't have as much body control. They're a little bit more clumsy. So he's like the fact that I'm six four with a great body control, great hands. Um, what do you call me? Sure handed is his exact words. Um, uh, he said I have a you know big wingspan, catch radius, and um, just the fact that I'm I can six four, uh, run a ten five one hundred meter. I can I can high jump six three, so I'm a, a mismatch to a, a lot of those shorter corners um, in the the fifty fifty ball, especially with me already being six four myself with the with the larger wingspan, and um, I can get in and out of my breaks pretty quickly. So I'll describe myself as a as a pretty tall receiver who could who could go deep for the long ball or or catch a slant or a screen, you know, like three yard routes and, and take it the distance. Definitely, and I know you do some track too. I think for me personally, when you look at you know, this day and age and, and football players, especially at the high school level, track is a big thing. And being able to get verified, you know, times for whether it be jumping or sprinting. Talk to us a little bit about kind of your track background and how this spring season there in San Diego went for you. So um, this is actually my first year of track ever. Um, I've never ran track before. I was always a big baseball guy. As you know, track is like the same season as baseball. So kind of had to pick and choose. And um, I was always a big baseball guy. But um I switched it up a little bit and I uh, decided to run track and um, going into my first meet, I actually didn't even know what was considered a good track time. I was like, I just try to just trying to run, run my fastest and uh, just progress from whatever time I get first ever meet. And I ended up running a 10, eight, seven. I posted on Twitter and, and it just blew up. I was like, Oh, so that must've been good. <laughs> so um, since then uh, and a 10.58, and then um, I ran times, um, and then ended up. Uh, the plan was actually just for me to run the 400, excuse me, the 4 by one the 100 and the 200, but um, my track coach uh, needed uh, um, high jumpers, and there was nobody else to high jump, and she was like, well, well if you want to give it a try, uh, you can go ahead. So, no, I just, you know, just for the team can get points, uh, I tried high jumping in my, my first ever uh, time high jumping. I jumped 5.10. And then the next meet, I jumped six two, and then from there, um, I PR'd at six three on the on the track season. So, my PRs would be a ten five in the one hundred and a six three in high jump. Yeah, that's all great, especially I mean, considering the fact first time doing track, getting a lot of those measurements and times. I think that's all very impressive stuff. Um, one more question here for you, and then we'll let you go and wrap things up. What excites you most about? being committed and being the first commitment in KU's 2023 class. Oh, it cut out a little bit. Maybe repeat that. Yeah. Just what excites you most about being KU's first commitment in the class of 2023? And just what excites you about kind of being committed to KU now? Um, as I said in the beginning, I'm, uh, I'm very uh, comfortable and uh, ecstatic about my decision. Um, it, it took me literally three seconds to, to start recruiting <laughs> I, every time i've seen somebody uh there's a lot of players getting um ku offers uh yesterday from like camps a lot of coaches were at the camps mm-hmm. and i was seeing a lot of people picked up camp offers and uh, i went straight to their dm and uh yo like <laughs> i just committed to ku a few days ago uh we're building something special mm-hmm. here and i got I definitely got on the recruiting front so i say that's like the most exciting part um i hit up a few guys who's uh going to be out there on the official with me and um, it, it seems to be looking pretty good for KU. A lot of players um, have them in their top three or even top two. So, Love it. Great to hear. Well, for all the KU fans out there, um, where can they follow you on all the social media so they can uh, keep track of you here going into your senior season and then when you arrive in Lawrence uh, in the future? 
So my Twitter is um, at Suraz B, so S-U-R-A-H-Z, and then a capital B. And then my Instagram handle is a little wonky. <laughs> it's um, something you might have to write down. D3C13AR, kind of something I made in middle school and just uh, stuck with it because I like being unique. I love it. That's a perfect way to cap it. Thank you a bunch for jumping on the Fog.net podcast and definitely excited to see where things go for you from here. No problem. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.